BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to this House of Wrestling on Inside the Ropes exclusive interview. It's me, Nick Hausman, and come on into the living room here because sitting fireside Chatting with us today, our very good friend, 20-plus year veteran WWE referee, it's Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me here today. No, always a pleasure, my friend. Happy to chat with you. It's been a little while. <laughs> it has been, and we've never done it for Inside the Ropes, which I think is really cool. We've got a big UK summer coming up here. Ooh. Money in the Bank, you got the Wembley Show, which is doing phenomenal numbers right now. The, you know, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan, and it's a good time for the wrestling business. We just need the stories to uh, continue going the way they're going, because uh, right now it's fun being a fan. Well, hey, you know what? I said we were going to start talking about Forbidden Door, because it's in Toronto. But let's talk about the summer of the UK here and kind of where we're at, because we're coming out of Night of Champions here right now. And what? how do you feel about the, the new kind of model wwe has here it seems like they've gotten back to a seven match three hour card and they're just taking it they're shopping it around the world now instead of shopping around the country no well that's good because the wwe truly is a global company it has been for a long time yes there is that lull that it hit all companies go through peaks and valleys but the wwe is the model as far as pro wrestling goes slash sports entertainment i know people hate that term but that's exactly what it is Pro wrestling is sports entertainment. And, you know, their model has been one that should be copied for by others. And some tries and succeed and some don't. And right now, it's nice to see another company seemingly climbing that ladder and getting recognized. We talked about, you know, the Wembley show AEW's got coming up uh, doing great. It's their first trip over there, if I'm not mistaken, right? It is, yes. Yeah, so... It's nice that the curiosity factor is there and that's helping drive uh, ticket sales and also the fact that they're putting out a product that right now that is connecting with an audience. But uh, you can't rely on that uh, going forward. You, right. you, you, you make that debut one time only. After that, you have to start carrying your load, so to speak. It's kind of like uh, with Collision coming up. You know, I know you didn't bring it up, but... You know, they announced CM Punk coming back for the debut episode of Collision on, on the 17th. That's great because it's happening in Chicago, you, you know, perfect scenario. But going forward, what are you going to do to keep that momentum going on Saturday nights? Because that's a tough slot. Now, talk, talk to me about why that's a tough spot. You know, you've been on TV and pro wrestling again for decades. So you find out you're going to be a referee on a Saturday night show. Why do you feel that's going to be a tough spot for, for you in the program you're on? Well, it's because Saturday nights, uh, it's a different time now. You know, uh, 
Saturday nights used to be the destination spot for pro wrestling fans to go see a house show. It was a night out on the town, that sort of thing. But now that it's on television, you know, at the age group that they're trying to, you know, direct their product towards, they like doing stuff. They like don't want to be home sitting in front of their TV on Saturday nights. And yes, I understand that you can DVR everything and, and watch it later at a later date and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's not the same as watching it live. I, I, or, I, or as it airs. I agree with you to, to a point because it has been pointed to me that Punk's demo skews a little bit older than like the elite demo. You know, like if you're going for that 18 to 25 demo, Young Bucks are selling Hot Topic t-shirts. I guess Punk's selling Hot Topic t-shirts too, but you're going to get that nostalgia factor of guys like me, 38, right? You know, uh, that older past 35 crowd who maybe, you know, does want to stay in on a Saturday night and watch TV. That's why it's like, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how this will go, you know? No, I get that point. But at the same time, this is an industry where television numbers drive your, you know, it used to be a house show business. Sure. You know, that's where the, that's where the money was made by a lot of these companies. Television was a way to get people to, to come in to see you live at, at live events slash house shows. Now it's a television driven business you know, television deals and, and that sort of thing, especially with AEW doing it with the Time Warner. Uh, the, the, or I hope I'm saying that. It Warner Brothers Warner. Discovery. Warner Discovery. That, that, yeah. Sorry. Time, Time Warner was back in the day. See, I'm still <laughs> stuck. <laughs> stuck right. back. Maybe it would have been interesting to, to, instead of putting it on from 8 to 10, because that's the time period where guys want to go, or guys, you know, the younger audience wants to go out and enjoy themselves. Why not try to re- live that old 605 time slot, kind of put it back there. You know, everybody could watch their show before going out and enjoying an evening out. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? You're kind of, kind of satisfying both ends of the spectrum. I don't know. It, it, it's, it, but it is a different, different audience nowadays. Let's put it that way. Well, it's going to be interesting with this, with this AEW Wembley show. Cause I think that's on a Saturday night, if I'm not mistaken. And so I don't know what that's going to have to do with like collision or anything like that, if it does at all. But like this is going to be a big show at Wembley. This hasn't been done in many years now. Were you were you at the Wembley '92 SummerSlam, Jimmy? No, I wasn't there. I was one of the yeah. Unfortunately, what I, happened? I, Why did you miss Wembley? I I don't know. I wasn't booked for. I wasn't booked, brother. You wow. know? <laughs> they didn't want yeah. to fly you over. Oh, yeah, it's funny because you know that's a Commonwealth country, and I'm Canadian. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but. Uh, I don't know. Just I guess at that time, you know, they kept they tried to keep the the crew to a minimum. Sure. All right. You know? Well, hey, I I so the I'm just but I was I was like he should I thought he should be there, but I couldn't find anything about that. Okay, just no. didn't get the call. All right, got it. Right. What a fascinating story. Um, <laughs> do you think this Wembley show is kind of overshadowed uh, the other stuff they've got going on right now? I mean, some people have been critical of the double or nothing build and the execution. I didn't think it was a bad show. What I don't know how you felt about Double or Nothing. Uh, it wasn't a bad show. It just it, it just didn't feel special. Yeah, there, it, it didn't like pop. It didn't make me go ooh. That, that's the thing where you had something like a the um, the Night of Champions, which I thought I thought over delivered from what I was expecting at least. Anyways, I thought it was a heck of a show from top to bottom. Yeah, you know what there, I mean? well, there were some moments on that show. I Oscar beating Bianca Belair. I didn't see that coming, and when right. it happened, it when it happened, it was one of those rare times where I'm watching wrestling these days. And I'm just like, whoa, wait, what? Oh, okay, mm -hmm. that's cool, good. 
yay you know i thought i thought it was a fine fine moment you know on top of obviously all the emmy worthy uh bloodline stuff that closed the show right oh yeah yeah. see (laughs) which is you know not that i'm trying to choose sides here but the hottest story going in all of pro wrestling right now they just they're hitting all the right notes with that one let's put it that way yeah, and I think, you know, and again, I'm not trying to, to to throw criticism or anything, but I think that's one of the things that people are looking for right now in AEW is that one big storyline right now that they can kind of sink their teeth into. I think the Elite and Blackpool Combat Club is is getting better, right? It kind of came out of nowhere. Now we're starting to see the players, you know, find their their spots. I think Wheeler Yuta is being positioned way better than I thought he would be in this mm-hmm. in this feud for sure. Um, but it's tough, man. WWE's just got so many things going on right now. I do wonder with Punk coming back into the mix, you know, he's he's a great player, but what are you how are you gonna how are you gonna how are you gonna use CM Punk, right? That's that's what I'm that's, wondering. Right? You know that's the big question. It's a it's all about how you utilize your good players, you know what I mean? It, 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 relaying everything to hockey, as I do up here in Canada. When you go on when a team goes on the power play, you put your you know, you you have your power play squad. When you're on penalty killing, when you, your team is a man short, you have your your penalty kill, killers on the ice. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. Everybody has a role to play. Punk is a big-time player. Don't get me wrong. He's a name, quality, uh, talent that can draw an audience, but it's how you utilize him going forward. And that's going to be the interesting part. The the first, like, we, like I said, the first uh, collision, people are going to tune in. A lot of people tune in from a curiosity factor. A lot of people tune in because they announced punk, but it's what you do next and the story you keep telling. Yes, you need good wrestling on your program as well. Don't get me wrong. It's not all about stories, but at the same time, the story is what drives an audience and gets people invested in characters. How do you feel about them announcing him being a part of the show and not keeping it like the worst kept secret as they did, you know, when he, when he originally debuted on AEW Rampage? Uh, I, uh, again, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. It's, uh, it's, it was out there for how long and people kind of figured it was happening. Rumors abound, but at the same time, announcing it now go, makes people go, Oh, he, I, there you go. I definitely got to tune in. Now. Yeah. Well, I, and it, and it's interesting, you know, cause there's kind of, there's, there's all these little reports and rumors coming out about what punk could be doing. Initially it was Jericho, I never got the vibe those two are going to be able to to, to work it out now, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't think they're going to do Jericho Punk. I think it's going to be one of the. What do you are you? you give me that face. What do you think? No, Maybe I don't know. Maybe down the road. Yeah, I, I don't want it right out of the gate. And here's the here's the interesting thing too. When he made the big announcement about you know Punk being at the uh, inaugural coll- Collision TV, uh, the crowd was split. It was fairly split. Obviously, in Chicago, he's going to get the big hometown cheer. I hope you know, like you, you would think at least that yes, I would. I would think, and I and you know, the thing is, it's a weirder vibe than even I expected right now because there's there's this. They never called it out, right? They never said anything about it on TV. So the fans now they can kind of let their voices be heard on the situation. And I would, I would think, but you know, Cabana's part of this as well, and I, I, I don't think that he outweighs Punk. I, I'm just saying, I, I don't think it's 100. percent This guy's going to get like a hero's welcome. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because it, like I said, it is in Chicago. It's in the United States. It's in United Center. It's in his hometown. Uh, if if he starts getting a little bit of booze there, 
that's that's telling. Let's put it that way. Ah, oh, man, I hope he comes out. Cody Rhodes wants everybody want to talk about. Right. You know, yeah. oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so on the other side, if it's not Jericho, the other two rumors are uh, Samoa Joe. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Fightful said this past week uh, that Punk seems to have taken a shining to Jay White. Switchblade Jay White. Which of those programs entices you more? Possibly. Uh, interesting more. I, maybe Jay White, because I think he's been underutilized in, in uh, AEW since his debut. I don't think they, they have got the audience invested in him yet. Okay. You, know, you, you know, that core audience is familiar with him. But one of the things that AEW has an issue with, in my opinion, is when they bring these talents in that are known to the hardcore audience, the, ca- the more casual fan who tune into the two big players, let's put it that way, sure. will go, Jay White, I've heard the name, but I'm not really sure about him. You know, introduce me to him. Make me feel. And it's more like, a, hey, here's a surprise, and here he goes. And you don't get much Jay White. You just get, hey, here's a new guy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's totally fair. And I don't know if it is because Punk has said he wants to work with Jay. Jay White's been getting more mic time recently, mm-hmm. uh, which I think has been helping him. And Jay's a great talent, you know? Yeah. He's a great talent. He needs the right dancing partner. And, like, you can't really ask for a better dancing partner right now than a focused and motivated CM Punk. I mean, you look what he did with Max. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if MJF would be looked at the same way or be able to carry that belt right now had it not been for the program that everybody everybody wanted to see and they finally got, which was him and Punk. And Punk put him over several times, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. And, and that, see, sometimes I, I think Punk gets a, a bad rap. He knows business. Right. And that's what he did with uh, with Max. He did business. And he, he knew it was the right thing to do. And and going forward, I'm sure he... he uh, dollar sign speak. Let's put it that way. All speak right. volumes. Well, we got a, we got a, this big show at Wembley. But before we get there, let's now touch on what's going down uh, in Toronto here briefly. Forbidden Door Two. Now, uh, I don't know if you saw this promo package or not over the weekend, but it lit up my social media feed, and that is the Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson uh, calling out Kazuchika Okada for a match, and it looks like this thing's going to go down at Forbidden Door Two. Okada Danielson. I don't know about, does that move the needle for you? But that's very exciting for me when I hear that. It moves the needle for people who are into watching Okada and guys like uh, Brian Danielson, because these guys are are phenomenal talents inside the ring. So if you're looking for an in-ring classic, that's probably what we're going to get from these two guys. So it's, you know, you talk about interest there. Yes, definitely. But again, it's one of those deals where the audience that may not be as familiar with the new Japan product, may be going, Oh, I've heard about this guy. Yeah. I hear he's good. You know? Oh, Hey, wait, Brian Danielson wants to wrestle this guy. He must be good. So hopefully that moves the needle more than just hoping that everybody knows who Okada is. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, man. And Okada, you know, he's he's like Elvis over in Japan, but, you know, not as known over here in the States. And I agree, this is the chance to, like, I hate to say open that forbidden door, but this is a chance to open a door for people that aren't, aren't familiar with him. And these two are going to match really, really well. Everybody's wanted to see Danielson in New Japan forever anyway, in some form or fashion, just as, like, to, just to do it. So uh, I'm he, very, very excited about it. Yeah, because he fits with that style. He See, that's the thing about Brian Danielson. He, he's very, very... Uh, flexible. I don't know. I want to say that's the right word, but he can adapt to that style, that new Japan style, the U S style, the uh, more 
spotty style. He could do it all. Yeah. He, he could do anything. Just to, and and like like we were saying with Okada, I can only imagine what these two are going to do in the ring. Yeah, I agree. And uh, it looks like uh, Omega Osprey is also going to go down uh, mm-hmm. on that card as well, which is a big match. And mm-hmm. uh, it looks like the tournament matches for the Owen Hart Cup are going to be playing out. And man, uh, just a great time here for Owen. But he also got included in the video game recently. I don't know if you saw any of the screenshots of that, but but very very cool. He's going to be part of AEW Fight Forever. You know? well, it, yeah, it, it is very cool, and and I can't say enough good things uh, about that happening. And, and nice to see uh, Martha's on board with this as well as his his wife. Uh, so, you know, awesome. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, I want to jump over uh, while we have a couple minutes here. Look over at WWE and Money in the Bank. We talk about that UK scene, and man, mm-hmm. July first. Hey, guess what I woke up to today, Jimmy? You want to know what I woke up to today? No, what? I woke up to an email from WWE that said, I'm approved press for money in the bank. So now I have, <laughs> I have three weeks to get ready. I'm going to London. So um, awesome. Yeah. Isn't that fun? It, it will be fun. You'll have a great time. It's awesome. I'm very excited about it. I have a company card for house of wrestling. It's going to get put to use for the very first time. I got to go book tickets today. Um, so I'm very, very excited about money in the bank. And you know, one of the reasons I'm ex- so excited about Money in the Bank, you look at what they did in Puerto Rico for Backlash and how they figured out a way to just cater to that market. Then you look what they did in Saudi Arabia with guys like Mustafa Ali and how they were able, and, and obviously Sami Zayn cutting that amazing program in Arabic there before the main event, really kind of tailored it to that scene. Now what are they going to do in London, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm interested to see how hot they want to make that crowd, what, they're, what stops they're going to be willing to pull out at Money in the Bank. You know what I mean? Uh, it's good. You're right. It is going to be interesting, but you, you look at the players and you look down the list and trying to remember them all. Now, who would be a perfect fit right now for that money in the bank briefcase? Yeah, that's a tough call. You know, I, you look at a guy like LA Knight, and people are saying, yeah, there's, a, but is it too soon for him? Because usually the money in the bank briefcase guy is a guy who cashes in. Sure. You know, and you don't want to, again, you don't want to, flip that switch too soon so no speak. no you don't i mean look i don't know what's going on with drew mcintyre right now you know he was supposed to be coming back and then we heard there was like some kind of family issue and then he was on the money in the bank graphics and then he got replaced by roman reign on the graphics hmm. so very confusing not really sure what's going on with drew mcintyre right now but he seems like low-hanging fruit if you can work something out to, to come in at the last second and and, and heat up this show you know Absolutely. And, and, you know, obviously over there, he's going to get the huge response that you want, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of rumors circulating around Drew McIntyre and a hell of a talent. And, you know, he's in that WWE wheelhouse as far as looks, he's good on the mic. He's got, he's, he, 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 he checks all the boxes. Sure. No, you, I, you know, I, I agree. And you look, you know, but if you get told, Hey, we only have spot for one other guy right now. It's Roman Reigns. Maybe another one. Maybe this other belt thing is coming up. And Drew says, well, I'm a main event guy. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I've got 10 years at least left on my prime card here. I mean, look, he I don't know how he fits in the AEW world because he's just so much bigger than everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, I don't know. Now's the time to make moves. I, I don't know if that's what he's doing behind the scenes. Kind of feels like it. I just don't, don't want him to get ward load if he goes over to uh, AEW. And I, and I hate using that term because I thought I think there was a huge missed opportunity with that guy. He was so – I'm not saying that people are have tuned him completely out, 
but he's nowhere near getting the the interest that he should be getting right now. I think they 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 dropped the big ball with him. Okay, fair enough. Uh, well, there's only one person for me that I want to see win Money in the Bank this year, Jimmy, and oh. that is Dominic Mysterio. You talk about heat magnet. <laughs> My goodness, yeah. That, Had you that, thought about it until now, or no? Um. I, I don't want to say yes, it's been there. It did briefly cross my mind, but again, it was that same thing is, is it going to, uh, it depends on the story being told going forward with Dominic Mysterio, but you, what they do have a year to cash in if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. You got a year to heat this guy up with this thing. And look, the thing with Dominic is I think it would be worth the heat alone that you could throw on him with the briefcase. I mean, it's already oh. nuclear, you get him coming out every week teasing that he's going to beat Seth Rollins. Who's he's, I mean, natural foil to Seth Rollins, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And he's coming out every week with that thing. Heat, 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 heat. Even if he does lose it, I think he still comes out a winner. I still think it's a good use of the briefcase. I just think mm -hmm. it's the right time to, to I think he, I think it would just take him to that. Where do you go with Dominic from here? I think you do something like that, you know? That would be very interesting. And when he does finally try to cash it in, again, just fantasy booking here what if in some small way dad's dad has something to do with him not being able to cash in that briefcase Man, kind wouldn't of that uh, be, oh. wouldn't that be great yeah you know i i was i was full on sold that this mania was going to be raised retirement match i was so i was like mm -hmm. where do you go from it and i am so happy i was wrong because mm -hmm. this guy is having, I mean, it looks like the time of his life, right? He already got to do the one thing he already wanted to do, which is have a mania match against his son that was legendary. Mm -hmm. He just looks like he's having a ball right now. I love seeing when guys have have that that kind of aura of like, I'm just happy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm 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 happy. I'm having a good time, and I and I get that vibe more and more from WWE in general for whatever it's worth at the moment. No, I do too. It, it, there seems to be a different feel around there. It's a, it's a feel. Coming from me, it feels like and it looks like things are a little looser. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and the, for sure. and the talent, like you said, is is taking full advantage of it and enjoying it. I mean, can I can I say the the quiet part out loud, which is like Vince came in like that raw right after Mania, and it was a complete Tasmanian devil tornado. And ever since, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's been around, right? It seems like there's very he has this, yeah, because he he does present this aura. You know what I mean? So kind of people kind of like a ooh. There's the boss. Hello, Vince. How are you, sir? You know, the kind of thing. Whereas like, Triple H is more along the lines of, hey, what's up, Trips? You know, yeah. like, you know. And, yeah. And, and I had Rick Bassman on a couple weeks ago. He told me that the Vince's office sign is gone. Now it says Paul Levesque's office backstage. Tremendous. That Isn't is, that wild? That is wild. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, Jimmy, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. Always great catching up. Where do you want to send people to find you, follow you, support you, all those good things? Well, when you, when you have me on, you can find me here. Uh, I also do uh, Monday night and Wednesday night post-show um, podcasts with my good old buddy, longtime close personal friend, who used to say that all the time, uh, Justin Labar, uh, where we break down Raw and, and uh, Dynamite afterwards. And then uh, Brian, my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner, and I do a Reffing It Up podcast that drops every week on a Wednesday. And uh, RJ, thank you. He's, a, he's, a, he's our host. He does a, a fantastic job. And this uh, we've we've had some great guests and and of course daily on all my social media platforms you can catch me doing my ref and rants was just a minute long 
And it's a critique not to tear down, but to help tighten screws. They're great. If you're not watching Jimmy's uh, rough and rants every day, you're missing out on like a great little, it's like an, a, it's like one of those immunity boosters that you get at the store, right? Where it's like a, a dose of bi- vitamin B and C for your brain real quick in the morning. That's what a rough and rant is. Oh, well, I appreciate it. That man, that means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that's how awesome. I feel about it. That's how I feel. Cool. All right. Thanks everybody for coming into House of Wrestling and enjoying this Inside the Ropes exclusive. You're come, come up back. You're welcome back anytime. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.